Good morning, and well done for braving it through the rain. I can see the people who arrived early, because you're dry. I've <laughs> got a few notices before we worship the Lord together. Norwich, Mark's first service as minister of the church in Norwich is today, so we'll be remembering him in our prayers. Those of you who want to go along to his induction service, we've got a list, it's at the back at the moment, so as you leave, put your name down on the list. We were talking about organising a coach. The numbers of people we've got on the list so far, probably we'll be able to share around various people's cars. So if you're going to Norwich, want to live to Norwich, possibly want to coach to Norwich, that's the list you need to sign. Next Sunday, we'll hear a bit more about that later, but it's our harvest service. So Saturday morning, there'll be a small display here and people will be putting that together Saturday morning. It's Ros who's welcoming everyone at the door. Friday. Friday morning. The notice might be changing as we speak. <laughs> one morning, well, see Ros, y- you can bring along stuff either in advance, one morning, towards the end of the week, or on the day to make a little display here. So um, harvest service next week and if you going to bring something, I want to bring something in advance to speak to Ros. The rest of the notices are on this sheet. I've got down here the church prayer meeting shifted to Monday evening, so watch out for that one. If you've been coming for the last few Thursdays and wondered why you're the only person there praying on your own, it's because it shifted to Monday a few weeks ago, so watch out for it. And it is on these sheets now. Stephen's got a quick notice for us. Quick, I have a few questions first. These are slightly technical. Uh, hands up, all of those of you that can make a cup of tea. Keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Uh, hands up, all of those that could perhaps make a Marmite sandwich. Perhaps a marmalade in it as well. Uh, that's great, that's great. Now, hands up, those of you, and keep your hands up, those of you who can wire a plug. Wire an ordinary household plug. Well, you're the folks that I'm after, because we're going to start some sound training on the, on the uh, sound system here. Uh, a week two, so that's the 10th at 7 o'clock. And we really need a few more people now to get together so that we can understand the sound system and how it all works and uh, take the pressure off the musicians who at the moment are trying to do both and they can't really keep doing that. So if you're interested in, uh, in getting involved in the sound system and the training to operate that system, can you speak to me at the end of the service, please? Thanks. Could everyone hear him okay? <laughs> okay, we're here to worship the Lord, to build one another up. I'm going to open our time of worship by reading from a couple of verses from Romans chapter 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Jesus Christ, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it, it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned the sin in sinful man. And in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us, who did not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the Spirit. Amen. Let's sing.
scriptures and come and bring God's word to us. Great. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we on this beautiful English summer's day? It's, it's worth it all, isn't it? <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for your goodness and your love. We thank you for the interest and variety of your spirit. We thank you that you're our Father. Jesus, you're our brother, that Holy Spirit, you're here with us. And Father, as we lift our eyes and continue with our eyes lifted to you, we just want to bless you. We want to tell you how wonderful you are, how great you are, how grateful we are for your love. And as we share your word together, Father, we pray that you'd speak to us all, that we might grow that little bit closer to you, and that you would move in our hearts out of love for you this time. Amen. I think one of the hardest things of all that anyone who's bringing a word has, without any question at all, is to know how long it's going to be. Um, uh, I just didn't feel 30 pages was right for this morning. So it's not going to be that long. <laughs> Last week, as we... Now, this is an interesting time, isn't it? That we're looking forward now. We're looking forward. God is good. And from last week, you'll know that before us is the wilderness. No, that, wasn't the mess, that was not the message from last week, was it? <laughs> last week, we talked about the lessons that we can learn from the Israelites leaving Egypt. And uh, it was a great service. Hands up for those who couldn't be here last week. What can I say? you probably missed the best service of the year. I just want to share that with you. I don't want you to feel bad about it. <laughs> but it was really good. It was really good. And that the Israelites came out of Egypt by divisions ready for war. They didn't come out as a rabble. And as we all pulled together as a team, it's good to remember that. They came out by tribes, clans and families. They then came to Mara, which was the place where bitter water was. And we spoke about, you know things within our lives that God wanted to deal with as, as we brought it, our lives to him, that as we start afresh over this period of time, we might start with a right heart, a right attitude, a right spirit to one another in love. And there was the opportunity to, in a sense, the way Moses cast that bit of wood into the bitter water and it became sweet, that that wood to us is the cross of Christ. And that as we bring our hurts, as we bring our pains to him, we find healing at the cross of Christ. We talked a little bit about the tendency of Israelites to grumble and we decided that probably wasn't the best thing. We looked forward to the opportunities that are going to be for all of us to share in different ways as we move forward and to encourage one another as ministries develop over these coming months, which has been fantastic. We were encouraged to remember our own need for manna every morning and to build up our own faith, to read the Bible daily but also to enjoy the meat that's brought Sunday by Sunday. And as different people bring that meat, we were encouraged not, not to, to have, have the preacher for dinner. and to, In other words, chew over critically everything that he said, but to encourage and to bless, and to be filled with the Holy Spirit as we move forward, but also to be mindful that we do have an enemy out there who will find every opportunity to undermine what God is trying to do. And where do we go from here? And as I was thinking about this morning, I felt that 
if there was one thing, you would have been careful when God says, because once someone has said God says, it's very hard for someone else to say, well, I'm not sure about that. It might have been too much cheese, you know. But something that was on my heart, let me put it that way, is that fundamental to everything God is doing amongst us is the identity of ourselves as a family. Okay? It's very easy, isn't it, over months and years to come to church. Where do you go on Sunday? We come to church. Who do you see on Sunday morning? We see the other members of Pershaw Baptist Church. And then we go away again. And many see each other during the week and that's fantastic. But it just struck me afresh that truth that we're not fellow churchgoers. We are actually brothers and sisters in Christ. And with God our Father, that relationship is, is very different. And it's something we know, don't we? We all know. But as you look around, and please look around now, look around, you are surrounded by brothers and sisters. And I just wondered how it would change our relationships if instead of saying we're fellow churchgoers, we are actually brothers and sisters together in Christ. Would it change how, how we relate to each other? And I thought, well, would it mean we actually never talk to each other again? <laughs> I guess that's possible. <laughs> but putting that aside, <laughs> thinking the sort of the relationship family have, you're, you're there for one another, aren't you? You care for one another. That you keep a watchful eye on one another. You know, and, and it's, it's such a blessing, isn't it? You know, that when there's a baptism and, and Simon and Marina's kids are just heading there for their baptistry, all the people that cast their bodies in the way to stop that little plunge. <laughs> But it's great, isn't it? You know, we keep an eye on one another's little ones and just make sure that, you know, everything's okay. And that's family life. And it just struck me how important that is, that as we move forward, we move forward together as a family. We don't move forward as fellow churchgoers who happen to come to Pershaw Baptist Church. Because that brings upon us opportunities for service, for ministry, to care, to keep an eye on one another, that we actually wouldn't necessarily do if we were just churchgoers. Because if you're a churchgoer, you come on Sunday morning and you go away again. If you're a member of a family who happen to come to church together, you know, there are many families here coming to church together, um, we tend to talk to each other during the week. We tend to sort of keep an eye on one another during the week. You know, if someone's going to it down, you're there for them. And it's a very different kind of relationship, isn't it? And I just thought one of the many encouragements that we have amongst us is actually to say, well, yeah, over this time, let's grow as a family. Let's think about what it is to be a family. You know, we, we all have youngsters and we look after them. You know, many of us have parents who are alive, we look after them. And there is, in a sense, within the Christian church, as God's family, the opportunity to live out that relationship of family, but on a broader front. Okay? Now, inevitably, I know it doesn't happen in Pershaw Baptist Church, but inevitably in other churches, from time to time, you might not get on. But, hey, there's an opportunity in the family all to put things right, isn't there? And that's really important as well. That's really important. And so, that was the first challenge that I felt we had. The second thing is that, of course, and as, as Andy's already touched on, we are a body working together. And it says in 1 Corinthians 12, as we read this morning, that we are all that body. And God has made us different in different parts to, you know, 
do different things. And, and in a sense, I think we've got time to do this. But I'm going to do a quick sort of... Uh, we've already had one walk around the church, which was great. I think we're going to have a very quick another walk. Could I kind of have five volunteers, please? Simon? Uh, Ali? Paul? Peter? Amy? Fantastic, the response in the church, isn't it? It's really great. And many people would have sat there for hours. Simon, do you want to be the eye? You can be the hand. Do you want to be a leg? Uh, mouth? <laughs> Here. Okay. Now, hands up someone who doesn't need prayer. Hands up. Okay, hands up a volunteer who wants to be prayed for. Marina. <laughs> it's just not fair, is it? Come on, Marina. The seat's already gone, but do, could just come and hover here. Okay, now could you guys just go to the back, back of the um, church there, apart from Marina? Okay, and this probably won't work, but we're going to give it a very quick try because I think it's really funny. Okay, now remember, the leg can only walk, the leg cannot hear, see, or speak. Okay, the eye can only see, it cannot speak. The hand can only do anything if it's taken somewhere by the leg. The mouth can only speak, it can't do anything. And is that everybody? Ear, can only hear. All right. So, now the idea is that we as a body are going to work together to pray for Marina. Okay? Do you want to sit down? No? You have to stand. Happy to stand. Great. Okay, so I'm pretending to be God or the Word of God. Okay. And I will speak to the ear. Could I see who you all are? Actually, could you turn your sheets around? That's right. Brilliant. Yes? Okay. Ear, I'd like you to bring the body to come and pray for Marina. Remember, you can only hear. So, you can actually speak a little, otherwise it doesn't work. (laughs) So, could you speak to the mouth? And the mouth has to then speak to the eye, the leg and the hand about coming forward. Okay? So, Eamon says to Pete, I want the body to come and pray for Marina. Okay, mouth. Okay, now, leg and eye, you're blind, so the eye is going to walk over and take you by the hand. Okay, and bring you forward. But if the mouth and the ear don't come, we're snoopered when we get to the front. (laughs) Okay, so the leg... Yes, the leg is walking and bringing us. The eye is looking where we're going and we haven't tripped up. Fantastic, isn't it? Okay. Now, to pray for someone, you put your hands on them. So, but it, so it means that the energy, probably let's say from, because we haven't got a body here, the leg has to pick up the hand and put the hand on Marina's shoulder. Okay. But the eye had to be used, otherwise you would have missed. Okay. And the mouth then has to pray. And all the time the ear is listening. Okay, so Mouse, would you want to pray for Marina? We pray for Marina for... We don't know what we're praying for, so we, oh, just we need to hear. Bless it. Oh, yes, <laughs> okay. Yes, we need to hear. Um, that God will richly bless her. That God will... Then you have to talk about it. That God will bless her. Right. We pray, Father God, that, uh, that you will richly bless Marina. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thank you.
<laughs> now, it's, it's a silly little thing, isn't it? But actually, it's true, because in, in, in the body... Thanks all very much. In the body, we cannot do anything ourselves. There are different people with different gifts, aren't there? The head. I better put the head over there. We need each other. And, and I know, in a sense, it's, it's easy to feel that we can do our bit, but it's really hard to say, I depend on someone else to do their bit for me to function in my bit. You know, um, and in a sense, a, a service is a bad example of that, but it's quite a good, good example. A service is put together by so many, many different people, it only happens if everyone pulls together and does it together. And it's exactly the same in everything we do in the church. And so, in a sense, people are already spread a lot across a lot of house groups, a lot of functions, and that's fantastic. You know, we pray that'll grow. But it's important to see yourself as part of those little subfamilies, those subgroups, that we need each other. And if we need each other, we need to encourage each other, we need to bless each other, we need to be committed to one another, you know, so that we can function as a body. Okay, that is really important. And that was a, a bad example, but an example. You know, of that, that, that in, in a sense, as you're moving together as a body of Christ, there are those who are perhaps sensitive to, about what God wants to do. They might be the ears. But they of themselves perhaps don't feel comfortable speak, speaking. Okay, well, then there are those who are more comfortable speaking. They can speak and say, well, this is what I feel God is saying. But they're so heavenly-minded that they're no earthly use. So you then need people who are actually going to take those words and say, okay, what is the practical application of this? And as Steve was talking about earlier about you know, wiring plugs, because we all need cups of tea. I heard him. Very important. So the sound works. No sound, you wouldn't hear me. Blessing. <laughs> and so it works down the system. There are people that perhaps have the vision. There are people who then communicate the vision. But there are the people on the ground, perhaps like the leaders of the groups, the house group leaders, saying, okay, well, that's the, that's, that's the vision, that's the purpose, that's what we're about at the moment. How, team, are we going to implement that? And then there'll be practical things, and there are practical people among us who take hold of those and do it. We each need each other. There are the day-to-day -day tasks that we do that we couldn't function as a church without it. How the chairs arrive every morning, every Sunday morning they're here, I haven't the slightest idea. Well, I do, because Tony is a him. And it's a fantastic job. But how easy it is to take those things for granted. When the service is finished, what do you need? A cup of tea. Somehow, the tea arrives. Val does a great job. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know, and many others as well. And so it's getting that sense of A, being family together, and therefore responsible for one another, but also saying, I'm not an island. As I do my bit, I help other people do their bit, and they help me do my bit. And we pull together, we pull together. But there's one fundamental aspect to all this, you know, that in a sense we could be a cosy family. But what moves us in a sense from being churchgoers to being a committed family? And that's sacrifice, isn't it? And in Romans 12, you know, therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. This is your spiritual worship. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ 
We who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. Pulling together. And the key, the key to all this is seeing ourselves, perhaps not simply in terms of our membership of Pershaw Baptist Church, but the incredible truth that when we became believers in Christ, we were brought into the family of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And into their fellowship. And there's a lovely, lovely word in Greek, I don't do Greek, but it's there, called kanonia. And it is that sense of unity, togetherness between the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And that in a sense, that's the root of our identity. That as the body of Christ, we aren't just latched on we're not out there somewhere. It's so easy to feel that sometimes, isn't it? Oh, you know, the church is here, God's up there, and we're sort of separate. The truth and the very root of our identity in Christ is because we are within that trinity as his body. And he wants to have us to have that sense of sharing in that fellowship with him. You know, and it's a, it's a fellowship that shares the good, the bad. It shares pain, it shares blessing, it shares joy, it shares peace. And all the things that he wants us to be part of are rooted in that. And what he experiences, he wants to share with us. He wants us to be sharing his peace, to share his love, to share his care. In 1 Corinthians 1.9, it says, God who has called you into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ is faithful. Corinthians 13.40, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Philippians 2.1 If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. And in John, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our, our fellowship, our canonia, our communion, our togetherness, our sense of identity is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So not only do I believe he wants us to share that sense of family, share that sense of being a body, be rooted and grounded in his fellowship, but what is God? Above all, God is love. And I think what he wants to do with us over these coming weeks is to grow that sense of his love amongst us. You know, there are things that characterise churches, aren't there? You look at a certain church, oh, that's the worshipping church. That's the teaching church. That's the preaching church. Oh, they're very good at outreach. And I think, well, what, what does he want to do among us? What mark does he want to leave on us? And I think, time will tell, but I think that out of that growing sense of family, out of that growing sense of being part of his body, of caring for one another, out of the sense of being rooted and grounded in fellowship that is between the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, that he wants us to demonstrate his love, his love for one another and his love for the world. And that takes sacrifice. And I can think of nothing greater in terms of any privilege 
and being related and associated with God by, by anyone else that, oh yes, you go to that church and how they love one another. How they love one another. How they care. How they demonstrate God's love to one another and how they demonstrate God's love to the community around them. And things happen. You know, Ethel wasn't feeling well. She's never been to church. And yet, one of you people visited her and prayed with her and encouraged her. She couldn't do her shopping anymore. There was a knock on the door. One of you offered, well, you're not well at the moment. Can, can I do your shopping for you? The, the little ones are, are trying and stressful and, and, and mum at home is struggling to look after them. Well, look, that's okay. You know, perhaps can babysit for a while or why don't you come out and let's do something to the park, you know, with you and share you know, things, which is why things like little fishes and, and the baby talk are so important. You know, there's people coming in, and when they come in, they are welcomed by the love of God in practice. In practice. It is so important. And Jesus says, as a natural extension, that as we grow in his love and as we abide in him, we will bear fruit. Because in a sense, a branch rooted in the ground, drawing up the sap, will become itself. We as are a branch, you know, I remember months ago, destroying a melancholy to show you this example. It never did recover. But it's true that as we, as we as a church are rooted and grounded in him, as we individually love him with all our hearts, with all our minds, with all our soul, with all our strength individually, and as we come together within that love, there is nothing he can't do. He will bear fruit. Not because we're trying to, but because out of that love and that, that closeness to him that we all feel, and our care for one another, the sacrifices that we are prepared to make for one another, you will find his love will move. His spirit will move, and he will act among us. But it is going to be sacrificial. It is going to be sacrificial. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you, he says in John 15. Now remain in my love. Continue in my love. Identify with my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. My command is this, love one another as I have loved you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. He chose us all. He chose you okay, to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And then the Father will give you whatever you ask in his name. So our watchword must be, let us love one another. And if you leave this service with anything, I would challenge each one of us, as we go home, you know, tuck into our Sunday lunches, do our activities, think, how can I as an individual share God's love more in the church? How can I integrate with the teams in the church as a body? But how can I show little acts of kindness to the people around me? And there's a challenge. But we have to remember, don't we, as well, that sacrifice is inconvenience. Okay? Sacrifice is not doing what we want when we want to do it. It's putting others first. It's finding time when we don't have any time. 
It's showing kindness. It's being generous. And the Bible encourages us to be devoted to one another. And what are the signs of this togetherness? What are the signs of this life? Honour one another. Live in harmony with one another. Accept one another. Serve one another in love. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Admonish one another. We all get things wrong sometimes. We sometimes do. Someone come along and say, hey, that was really great. But, have you thought about this? You know, it's called admonishment. Loving, caring, concern. You know. Encourage one another, we've touched on. Spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Good deeds. Offer hospitality. Love one another again. And pray for one another. For the last one of my edition, actually. And so, I think the challenge before us all is what sort of church do we want to be? It's a real challenge because we're moving forward. Okay? We will become what we want to become. If we want to carry on as we are, that's great. You know? I was getting the Volvo, this is a slightly aside, but it's interesting. Very interesting. I was getting the Volvo service on Thursday. And in there, I don't know, he always seems to be there when I get the car service, is a member of the Church of England Synod. And he belongs to one of the local churches. Okay? And we chatted because he was chatting. He said, oh yes, and I hear you go to Persia Baptist Church now. Because we used to go to Flabbury. He says, the whole diocese has heard what's going on in Persia Baptist Church. That's news for me. What's going on in Persia Baptist Church? I don't know. But God is doing great things. Not because we're trying to do anything. Not because we're trying to be something we're not. We're just together, aren't we? And it's great. Wonderful. And it's that unity. It's that love. It's that care. It's that sacrifice that God wants to build, I think. But he needs us to respond and say, yeah, okay, it's going to be inconvenient. It's going to take sacrifice. You know, I may have to change my schedule to go and help little fishes, for example. Challenge. You know? I may have to take another evening out to go and pray. Grow. But Neighbours is on. Where's the archers? I don't know. It's going to come down to practical decisions, isn't it? How we spend our time, how we give of our money, how we give of ourselves to one another and to people around us. And that's our decision. But whatever our decision is, we will live by it and God will bless greater. He will bless anyway because he's great. He just blesses. All he wants is to bless. But how much he blesses is largely dependent on our response to him. Our response to him. And I, being selfish, just want to be somewhere with brothers and sisters in Christ, with other bits of the body that just love him and want to serve him and care and share our lives together, carry one another through hard times, pray for one another, and bring others in to share with us that love of God that's amongst us.
and all because of his grace he did deserve it that's what I want that's what I want because that's what it's about out of that comes teaching out of that comes service out of that comes the flow of the Holy Spirit out, out of that comes the gifts and the ministries out of that comes worship but the, the key the kernel the heart of it is do we as a body and as individuals want to walk closely with God in fellowship with him in love with him and prepare to give ourselves for one another the evidence is that the answer to date is yes but I think it's something that he wants to deepen amongst us and so perhaps I can invite the musicians just to play quietly <coughs> time is moving on but I just want to have a time of quiet because I don't want to rush on now because this is going to be an important decision each one of us make and it's a decision we make with God alright it'd be easy to say if you're committed to God stand up come out to the front but that's not always the way sometimes that is the way sometimes that's a very important way but God sees our hearts and what we're saying to God is yes Lord my life is on the line my time is on the line all I have is on the line I'm prepared to share it with you and with one another and that's a personal commitment which he will see and so let's just have that moment of quiet and just spend some moments with him Responding to God, but we're also responding to one another. And what we're saying to one another is that I'm prepared to be devoted to you. I'm prepared to honour you. I'm prepared to live in harmony with you. I'm prepared to accept you as you are. I'm prepared to serve you. I'm prepared to admonish you in love. I'm prepared to encourage you when I can. I'm prepared to give myself to spur you on towards love and good deeds. I'm going to offer hospitality to you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to go that extra mile for you. I'm going to be there for you. And that's something we say to one another. We give ourselves first to God and we give ourselves to one another and then we give ourselves to the world.
And so if there is any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Let each one of us not look only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Let our attitude be that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he made himself nothing and took the very nature of a servant. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the sacrifice of death, even death on a cross. And therefore God has highly exalted him to the highest place and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Father, it's our prayer today that that which you have begun in us, you would bring to fruition and fulfillment. It's our prayer, Father, that this is your word, that your word would not return to you void, but it would accomplish what you purpose and prosper fruitfully in the thing for which you send it. And Father God, as we surrender ourselves afresh to you today, we pray that you would have your way amongst us. And as we continue day by day and week by week with one another, with you, that you would be blessed, that you would be glorified, and that you would share your fellowship and your love amongst us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Let's stand to sing our final hymn. Christ has made the sure foundation, Christ the head and cornerstone, chosen of the Lord and precious, bringing all the church in one.
let's join together in saying the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.